Hey everybody. Yes. Oh yeah. Hey, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast, episode number 137. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great Chris Schaefer. And Chris, I just want to thank you today. We know you're feeling a little bit under the weather. We know you're feeling a little bit sickly. And we're, we appreciate you hanging in there with us and doing this podcast. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I am an extremely well, healthy young man who never gets sick, don't get the flu shot. And, uh, you know, when I do get the yeah. flu, what I do is I just rain really hard and actually the flu strain actually comes out of my pores. It releases from my body. So, yeah. I'm, I'm just messing with you. I, I saw this uh, guy do an interview with someone this week and... At the beginning of the interview in front of this big crowd, he told the interviewer, hey, we know you're under the weather, so thanks for coming out and doing this interview. And for the rest of the interview, I looked at that guy as like sickly and weak, and uh, <laughs> I would have never thought that if this guy wouldn't have outed him. So, so it's, you, like a, it's like a power move to go yeah. into a business meeting and be like, this guy over here, Chris Schaefer, he's sick. He's got something wrong with his body. But we thank him for being here today. So I was just pulling that power move. And, on He's not uh, sick. Okay. Anybody, and immediately everybody. take a, a a step over the person and say, "Listen, you're you're you are my subordinate. Let's get started." That's yeah, great. It was, that, it was a power move. Wouldn't expect anything less. All right. Well, Jason, <laughs> it's it, it's a very special episode. This doesn't this hasn't happened in probably fifty episodes, but. You don't have anything to say right now. We don't have any sponsors on today's show, so we can jump right into it. Uh, we can, but we made a plan before the show to sponsor ourselves. Well, and uh, yeah, but that's fun. I consider that a sponsor. Um, but yeah, so Chris, we uh, we are taking a break with sponsors this week. They will be back, uh, and we thank you guys for supporting them. But Chris, we wanted to tell people about the PSP Insider specifically episode two yeah why don't you just give everyone a little preview of what we talked about yeah so just to give you a behind the scenes view jason and i start talking about these episodes days ahead of time we start uh i start writing an outline jason's review reviewing the outline adding some thoughts there we do a brainstorming session and we come up with these topics and Together, it's like you're listening in on a mastermind session about the business of AdWords. You're, imagine we're sitting in front of you, and we're, we have notes in front of us, and we're going to go through this list and share everything that we've both come up with through our experience. And the topic for episode two is about qualifying the people that you're selling AdWords to. Because as the title implies, this can make or break your business. This is the kind of thing where if you take a bunch of junk clients, they're with you for two months and they're gone, and you have to work your butt off for those two months to earn every penny you're making, this will break your business. You will not have time to do anything else. So an incredibly important topic on how to possibly say no to some clients and how to push really hard on the highly qualified clients that contact you for Google AdWords management or PPC management. So uh, these are secrets that I use to this day. I've always used, Jason uses, to make sure that we're getting the best possible client, when to say no and when to say yes, yes, yes. We lay it out for you in this very long episode. It's the same price. Every episode is the same price, but this one's even longer than the last one, even more that we talk about. 
And just briefly, I'll tell you, there's there's no joking around. We immediately get into it. There, I mean, it's a full, solid episode. It's edited to even keep it as short and compact as possible. That's what you're getting. You can find that on paidsearchpodcast.com slash insider. And if you're in the business of PPC, I guarantee there's gonna these are going to be valuable to you. Yeah, Chris, I love that episode we did, and I, I just it doesn't get broken down very any clearer than saying that if you do client selection and qualification correctly, you can have a great business, whether it's a freelancer or an agency. And if you don't do it correctly, it can literally put you out of business. So we got into a lot of great content, and I'm excited for people to hear that episode. So Chris, we have a re- review of the week here. Um, there's one word that comes to mind when I see this person's username, and I wanted to know if you're thinking what I'm thinking, but don't say it because <laughs> it's just one word. Probably not. I mean, I, I <laughs> okay, probably not. No, probably not. But um, the title is "Awesome Information Plus Laughs Every Time." Five stars, and it is from um, D Logs DL One DL One. Okay, DL One, and we appreciate their review. Uh, interesting name there. Um, So I listen to a lot of business slash entrepreneurial podcasts. Most have great information on their niche topic, but not all explain it in a simple way that's entertaining. Jason cracks me up every episode. No, read it like it is. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry, I just misread it, Chris. Uh uh Uh, These guys crack me up every episode. Very great dynamic between the two hosts. Uh, love it. Thank you for helping me get started with Google Ads. Well, DL1, uh, we appreciate that review. And uh, keep on listening, and we will keep helping you with uh, Google Ads and Bing Ads as well, Chris. Okay. So, Chris, uh, speaking of Google Ads, yeah, we have some news that's my news sound and that's right jason i've i've got something that i think is a really cool update that i was not even aware of um until just last week i was setting up a new campaign for a client and i usually ignore the text messaging because for most clients, they're not able to uh, use the text extension or the otherwise known as the message extension. But I found that there was an option. You can now receive text messages through email. Uh, So what you can do is create a new message extension, which you'll find it's an ad extension. So go to your ads and extensions button, click on extensions, and then scroll down, create a new extension called a message message extension inside of that there will be an option to change from phone receiving it via phone but receiving it via email and what's really neat is that a company that doesn't want to reply to text messages from the owner's phone or whatever you know text messages just aren't part of their normal process in in funneling leads in but emails work right emails are pretty typical so it'll take a test text message convert it into an email format, send it to whatever email you have, and then you can reply from uh, that email. There's a button on there, and it, and it replies from a Google-controlled uh, phone number. So it won't be your phone number, so you can reply that way and basically take leads in three ways. person can click on the headline, go directly to your website. person can call the phone number in your call extension, or they can text you. So now it's like a third way to get a lead all right there in 
the ad itself, and of course, as always, it's you know just based on the price of the click. There's no additional fee for anything. So I think it's a really cool feature. I've yet to see a client get one yet. Um, I'm really curious to see what the uh, whole format looks like, but I think uh, this new feature is makes message extension uh, available to everyone. Yeah, Chris, that's great news. That is a game changer because the whole text message thing, it was kind of hard to catch on with clients. Um, but uh, emails, everyone's used to, and uh, more than one person can do it. The They can come into the office email as opposed to just one person's phone via text message. So we will put a link in the description to the article about that. And now, Chris, we not only have news, but we have a listener question. Yeah, so let's listen to that now. Yeah, this is Charles. I'm calling from Noonan, Georgia. I was, what do you guys think about Google leaving function words out of exact match? And can you give me your take on phrase modified and some examples and explain more about it? All right, Jason. So you heard Charles. He has a question about Google taking function terms out of exact match. Have any, have any mm. thoughts on that? Well, I did a search about function and exact match, and uh, I saw an article that was from the winter of 2018, just recently. Um, but then that I also found other Google official articles from uh, March of 2017. So maybe they updated that article, or maybe it's just from way back when. But uh, they did, it looks like what they did is they told users, hey, if a function keyword, or sorry, a function word like uh, in, to, for, but, av is, and I'm going to probably think and is also in there, but maybe not. I don't know. But if some of these words are included in a search, a query, but you don't have them in your exact match keyword, that's okay. They're still going to show your ad and the exact match keyword is going to get triggered. Alternatively, if your exact match keyword has these function words in them, but then the user search query does not include them, they're still going to show your ad based on that exact match keyword. So some examples they, they give in uh, the article, and we'll link to it in the description, is uh, jo- your keyword is jobs in United States. Sounds like uh, a Chris Schaefer client. That's the kind of keyword the great Chris <laughs> Schaefer will throw into uh, every kind of B2B client. No, right. just kidding. I say that because he hates people searching for jobs. They're always messing them up. Right. Uh, but uh, jobs in United States. That's your keyword. The word in is in there. Jobs in United States, exact match. Someone searches jobs in the United States. They're still going to show your ad, even though your exact match keyword didn't include the word the. Um, Alternatively is you could have a keyword like uh, parks in San Diego. And the person's search could be parks San Diego and not include the word in. Your ad's still going to show up based on that keyword. So they're, they're loosening up exact match type searches that trigger exact match keywords and they're trying to bypass silly rules about exact match and they're just trying to match the user's search intent so as long as they think the user's search intent is very close to the keyword they're going to disregard the inclusion or exclusion of a function word which doesn't change their query so what do we think of that chris well i think that's good for people like you and me who focus on themed ad groups and not 400 keywords of all the different variation types. We just know that, okay, if if a keyword is Parks San Diego and someone does a search Parks in San Diego, 
we like it. We want to show up on that. And we don't want to have to put in that keyword twice and get the data split up over that search that's essentially the same. So I like it. Um, Chris, any thoughts on the function thing? Yeah, I'm not super concerned about it, Charles. It's not something I um, is really on my radar. I mean, Jason and I both had to look it up because it wasn't really something that we had even uh, been aware of. And, and the reason, just to explain why it's not a big concern, is the easiest way is uh, I don't have 400, 500, 600 exact match terms that I have in my campaigns. I have a pretty small number of exact match, and that's because those are super primary to what's valuable for my client. And those are typically fine with small adjustments to those exact match terms. I, I think that you know taking function terms out of those words is, is not going to change the intent of the user or the intent of the search. So my primary use of traffic is typically phrase match or some modified broad, you know, exact match doesn't necessarily make up the volume of what type of clicks I'm getting anyway. It represents the smallest amount because it is exact match. So it's not something I'm super concerned about. Um, on the other side of your question, you had said uh, the modified broad phrase match type of thing. Basically, for those who don't know, what, what Charles is referring to is the ability to put a plus in front of a word and then put a period after that word and then put another word after that. So let me explain how it might work. It'd be plus San dot Diego. So San Diego would not have a space. It would have plus San dot Diego with no space at all. That's one term. And what Google does is it will use that as a type of modified broad phrase match. So I use that a lot and I think it's great um, for city names Um if I want to use a modified broad match keyword. So if I wanted to put San Diego as a plus and then a dot to keep that all together as one word, and then roofing with a plus and company with a plus. So now I have San Diego as one phrase, then I can also combine that with a modified broad keyword. So now I'm kind of using a hybrid between phrase match and modified broad. I like it. It's not something, like I've said before, I think I know we've mentioned it on the podcast before, it's not a game changer, but it's something that's in my tool bag. I use it, but uh, it's not something that's going to make a massive difference in my campaign. Charles, I'm going to just instruct you to forget everything Chris just said. What? Um, if you're talking about phrase match modified, uh, you need to be spending more time on your relationship. So, Charles, I don't know <laughs> if you have a special lady in your life or a special guy, but I think you need to uh, listen to them a little bit more, pay a little bit more attention oh, to gosh. them, buy them something nice, take them out. Because if you're worried about phrase match modified, you're over worried. Okay, let's just let's just make a pledge on this show, Chris, to never talk about uh, phrase match modified. Because if you're going that far deep, you're you're missing plenty of other stuff. So I don't I don't worry about uh, phrase match modified. Is that fair, Chris? Is that fair? No, I don't think so because I know how you work, Jason, and you are a detail oriented, highly technical manager, and it's definitely not a representation of how you run your campaigns, but. That's fine. <laughs> no, that's not right, Chris. I've, I'm focusing. I work backwards. I focus on end results. I focus on getting my clients, yeah. customers and clients and sales okay. and revenue. And you know what does not, has never come into the mix for me? Phrase 
match, match modified. Keywords. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Well, uh, thanks for the question, you, you Charles. Know what, uh, and, you uh, know what you need to do, Chris? You uh-oh. and Charles need to do? You guys uh-oh. need to stop doing Google Ads. <laughs> you need to just start private detective agencies, oh, private gosh. inspectors. And you need to just... Uh, spy on people and follow them and stalk them and find the exact right person in the city and then kidnap them, throw them in your trunk, wow. bring them to your client's business and say, wow, this is the perfect customer. We found them. We couldn't do any better. This is this is like the real life version of Phrase Match Modified. Give me a break, dude. Wow. Give me a break. Ramped dude. up. Jason, save some of it for our main topic, which I'm going to just jump You don't into. have to worry about me it's... saving. I've got plenty for the main topic because the main topic brings in calls and leads to the person's business. You're wasting all your energy on phrase match modified. If you put That's a period right. here hey. and you put a period there, you can get on the, you can get it. Someone's going to search for this thing once a year. They're going to search for it once a year. And you know who's <laughs> going to be there? We're going to be there once a year. Okay. Okay, so but isn't our click through rate three percent? So does that mean we're going to get three <laughs> clicks every hundred years? We're gonna. Okay, okay our conversion rates ten oh, percent. So we're going to get one conversion every thirty years. Ugh. What a joke, dude. Okay, we all know who did skags in his life and who didn't. Right? Enough said. So we'll just leave it at that. All right. So you and I know, but not every listener knows. So, <laughs> Jason so I'm going to say it was J- you. Jason did. Jason did, not me. Okay. So for today's topic, we're going to talk about and just lay it out on the table how to do call tracking in AdWords. This was actually a question sent in from Michael in Washington quite a few months ago. Michael uh, wanted to ask, you know, all the different complications between ways to track phone calls, and that's what we're going to talk about today. I have listed five different ways to interact with Google AdWords via phone, okay, in order to get leads in different ways to track that metric, whether it's uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, through call-only ads or using some other type of third-party system. These are the five ways that you can interact, uh, get the phone involved with your Google AdWords campaign, okay? And Jason, being the king, uh, at least between the two of us, of call-only ads, I'll let you take number one because I rarely use call-only ads. I don't necessarily like them, but I know that you like to use them a lot. Chris, I like call-only ads. They're tough. They're tough. They're tough when they work well. They work amazing because it doesn't work out this way. But ideally, the idea is when you get a click, you get a call. Um, usually, it's a little more. You got to get. Uh, I don't know. There's a ratio that we usually see, but that's a different message for a different episode. But I like call-only ads because it cuts to the chase, Chris. If someone has not the best website but they want to get leads, well, what do you do? You just throw on call-only, and when people click the ad, the only option they have to do is call-only. So. That said, you're taking out what? About half your traffic because you're not going to show up on desktop or laptop. So you are going out of your way to choose to miss a percentage of your traffic. But the traffic you do get can can lead to a higher conversion rate because the calls are so direct. The phone number shows up at the top of the ad instead of a headline. And all they can do is click on the phone number and call your business. If you are phone call based, like if your business has a roster of people sitting there ready to take calls all day, you should be at least trying call only, trying to make it work uh, because it is the most direct way to get calls in Google Ads. All the other options we're going to talk about uh, following here are 
options where someone does a click and then they can maybe call or they can maybe do nothing or maybe fill out a lead form. But this is the only scenario where people actually click and the only option they have is to call your business. So that's the reason I like it. Um, it's so direct. Call only ads, Chris. It's free. So that, that's another thing. Everything is free. It's all through Google. They give you the four, they put the forwarding numbers in there automatically and you can track you know, how long you want to track those calls. So if you only want to track calls that are a minute long, you can set that as a conversion. If you want to track calls that are five minutes long, you can set that as a conversion. That's another nice thing. And that's about it, Chris. You you don't get to listen to the calls, but I will say we're going to talk about third-party tracking uh, later in the episode. And we should just preface that with, you can do third-party tracking and call-only ads. So they're kind of a hybrid. You can do both. Um, but if you're phone call based, if your goal is phone calls, I recommend everybody at least try call only ads because it's a, it's the number one way to get to, to focus on calls. You think I'm, am, am I leaving anything out there, Chris? Well, the, yeah. The, well, first of all, I want to say you, you said free. I don't want to get people confused. You can't get free phone calls from Google. The phone call right. system is free, but you still pay for the click, okay? The click is the same whether it's to your website, whether it's on a call extension, whether it's a call-only ad, whether it's a text, as we just talked about, it's all the same. So the price is the same. It's not completely free. It's just the system is free. He's he's referring to the fact that uh, comparing third-party call tracking versus Google's built-in uh, call-only ads, uh, whether there's a fee for that or not. Um, okay, so a couple things to distinguish what we're going to talk about. All the things that we're going to talk about on the, the top four uh, that don't include uh, third-party call tracking, you don't get to choose your phone number. You have no control over what phone number is displayed. You can't record calls. And your phone number that's displayed in September may be different from what's displayed in, in December or even day-to-day. Um, so Come on, Chris. It's, don't... It's, don't. It's not a huge deal. Right? I mean, it's it's not something. That's it's not make, a deal. It's not a deal. It's, it's not. It's just deal. something. I'm. Hey, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to state the facts because I want. That's what I wanted. You're enabling. You're <laughs> enabling. Um, tell me when we're going to talk about that that topic because that is a pet peeve of mine. That is not a problem. No, I don't. It's not I don't something consider we have an answer to. It's just the, yeah. no. I don't. That I don't even fo- want to get yeah, into. That we it. Don't, I don't control think it's the phone number. I don't think it's important. It's just I'm differentiating. Because someone's going to listen to this and say, well, why do I need third party if Google does all this? I'm differentiating. I'm laying out the differences. So for third party tracking, you can choose the phone number and you can listen to the phone calls and your phone number always stays the same. With Google, you get it all free, but you don't get those options. That's the only thing I'm talking about. But that said, most of the time, Chris, if you're using a local area code, most of the time they'll give you a local area code number Mm -hmm. um, whenever most of the time it's not 100 percent, but most of the time and then as far as the number changing i have not run into an issue where that number changes fast and it's like if someone's calling your business give them your information give them your website give them your regular number and and get them off of that google forwarding number um, as soon as possible right okay so moving on to number two these are google call extensions now just like jason said this is an addition to the normal text ad Okay, this method goes straight to your phone number, and there's uh, there's no third party involved. You put your phone number in there, but what happens is the number that's displayed to the user is again a Google forwarding number. Um, so they don't see your phone number; they see something that's very close to your phone number, 
And then Google forwards that. There's an option, just like Jason said, to track whether this is a successful phone call. If it lasts beyond a certain number of seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, 120 seconds, whatever you want to set that default is uh, as. And call extensions, as opposed to the first one, can be shown on computer, mobile, and tablet. It can be shown on anything. And you think, well, why are they going to show a phone number on a tablet? You can't call from a tablet or a laptop or a PC. Um, that's correct. What happens is the number shown when the person picks up their phone, Google knows that that number on there is assigned to your ad. And when they call, you are charged as a click, even though it was a phone call from uh, from someone physically dialing that number. So there's a lot of back-end stuff going in there that, you know, that we have no interest in going into the complications of that system. It's not really anyone's job. It just works. That's just the way it works. That's call extensions. That's an additional step to set that up uh, inside the ads and extensions uh, feature once you create your campaign. Yeah, Chris, and I, I think Google call extensions, um, people would be surprised, but when they do show up on desktop, they show up there with the phone number. People actually dial that phone number they oh, see yeah. on desktop. Definitely. Uh, they pull out their phone and dial it. I never thought that used to happen, but it actually does because I've run some desktop-only campaigns where we have it, and we still get call extension calls through there. So I think a lot of people treat Google searches like the phone book. So they do a search and then they're ready to take action either by clicking or by just using it as a phone book basically and going, okay, what's the number? Okay, I'll, I'll pull out my phone and dial that. Chris, Google call extensions, they are sometimes a good alternative to call only. The reason I say that is because call only ads tend to be a little bit smaller and call regular ads with all the extensions, site links and all that, they can show up a lot bigger above the fold on mobile. And you can get still get a huge percent of your mobile clicks coming in as call extension clicks because uh, people are right there on the mobile. So if you don't have success with call only, I would recommend trying out the call extension with regular ads um, because they can be bigger. Um, and then a final thing about call extensions, Chris, I think every campaign, as long as you can take calls and want calls, Every account should be using them. And just to get a little PSP insider on people, Chris, call extensions are a great way to prove to clients or if you're the business owner to prove to yourself that you are getting value from Google Ads. So say mm. you don't have the ability to set up conversion tracking on your website or say your form, it doesn't go to a thank you page. It just stays on the same page yeah. and you, you're not able to get the whole Google Analytics set up going. Just seeing that you're getting maybe like a 3% conversion rate or a 4% just from your call extension, that can tell the client, hey, we're not tracking everything, but we're only tracking call extensions. But you know what? Look at, look at these calls we're getting just from the call extension, and that's only a, per, a small percent of your traffic. So there must be some kind of other value there. And then from the manager perspective, if you're not getting conversion data on every kind of conversion, at least getting call extension conversion data will help guide you in terms of what you think is working in terms of keywords and ads. Um, so call extensions are kind of like if you put true serum in me, Chris, and ask me like, what's the number one thing every account should be doing? What's the easiest way to take your account to a professional level? I think it would be focus on that call extension, use the Google forwarding so you can track conversions mm -hmm. um, and really try to drive those, those phone calls because it's trackable and helps uh, guide your management. One final tip uh, on the call extension, it can be scheduled. 
So if you're only able to take calls nine to five, yeah, if you're only able to take calls nine to five, when you set up that phone number on the call extension, they have advanced options to tell Google, hey, only show the call extension on these days at these times. That way you can continue to run your ads after hours, but you won't kind of waste traffic, waste clicks because people will be calling. You won't be answering because you're not there. To avoid that, you can have Google not show the, the call extension at certain times. Yeah. Okay. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Good point, Jason. So, all right. So that's two. We've done uh, call only ads, call extensions. Now let's say the click happens, right? They click on your headline. They land on your website. Okay. There's a phone number on your website. That's where we're going to get into now as in ways to track phone calls after the click. So this is website call tracking using Google ads. Okay. This method tracks when someone clicks on your ad, goes to your website, and then calls you. Again. Chris, I think you're I think you're jumping ahead to paid third party call tracking. No, no. This sounds impossible without oh, third here, party call okay. tracking. You're you're role playing. You're role playing. I get you now. I'm sorry, I'm a horrible actor. Role playing is not my strength. Um okay, let me try. That's not, hey, that's not what I hear. That's not what I hear. <laughs> oh no, Jason. This is true. How was that? Was that believable? Hmm. That's awkward. Okay. Um. <laughs> no, Chris, you know what I'm saying? This is let, like, just try to tell these people you're about to tell them a magic trick. Like this blows people's mind when they don't know about it. This is game. That's true. That's true. So if you don't know about this, this is true. So what, what happens is Google has an ability to dynamically change the phone number on your website and give you after the click tracking from people that call. Okay. Now you heard me right. They change the number on your website, okay? Don't, I mean, don't freak out. Jason said the truth when he was like, just make sure they have the correct phone number. You send them an email, you send them a text, you know, something. Make can Reconnect with these people, get their phone number from them. Do something to make sure you are connected with them properly. Don't just rely on phone calls uh, to give you a call back because they may have a different number and it may not always work properly, but... The value of doing this, you think, well, why would I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to track. I don't want to change my phone number. That's important. The value of doing this is because you now get conversion data at the keyword level, at the search term level. And if you're not managing your AdWords, your AdWords manager will kiss you for the ability of being able to track conversions rather than just getting a bland zero conversion list uh, and, and wondering how to optimize your campaign. This is incredibly important and I highly recommend it for anyone to get that call track. I'd, I'd say 50% at least of leads that I work with the clients come through from phone calls. Okay, so you're missing a ton of lead value if you're not doing this. Okay, a couple other things. It requires a Google forwarding number. As I said, that is what is uh, shown instead of your number. And again, it should be very close to your number, but just not your number. It's forwarded to your number. It requires someone adding code to your website. And also, here's an additional little thing. It also requires a tracked call extension, what we just talked about, to be added to your original campaign that you're using this for. So you can't have call tracking on a website without a tracked call extension also assigned at the campaign level to that same campaign. Small detail, but uh, some people may be wondering why it's not working for them. Just make sure you at least have that. Yeah, you would think most of the time people are going to have calls from ads anyway already set up. 
um, the mobile call extension or the main call extension. Right. Um, but yeah, Chris, let me just take people back and just explain to them how much of a game changer this is. This free tool, it's called website call tracking. It's set up in the conversions page from Google. This is this free tool closes the loop in lead tracking for yeah. Google ads lead generation because back in the day when Chris and I would manage your campaigns, we would be able to track when someone fills out a lead form mm-hmm. because uh, they would fill out the form. Most of the time get taken to a thank you page, slap conversion code on the thank you page. We know what keywords and ads are driving lead form conversions. The other way we could track is the call extension. We know when someone fills out the lead form. We know when someone uses the call extension, whether they're on mobile and they click the call button or they're on desktop and they see the ad and dial the number they see in the ad. But what we were missing was website phone calls. What if someone clicks on the ad, whether they're on mobile or desktop, goes to the website and then picks up their phone and dials the number they see on the website or clicks the phone number they see on the website on their mobile. That's what we were missing. And that's a whole lot of the leads that were coming in. So we couldn't track the actual cost per conversion. We couldn't track how many conversions we were getting overall the total number, and we couldn't know for sure what keywords and ads were bringing in the conversions, all the conversions. Well, Google came out with this website call tracking. When you click on the onto the website coming from a Google ads click, the phone number automatically swaps itself into a new forwarding number. The font size stays the same. The style stays the same. The color stays the same, but the actual number changes itself into a forwarding number. So if someone dials the number they see on the website, or if they click the call button on the website and dial that number on their mobile phone, we track the call on Google Ads. So it closes the loop and we're able to track everything. So like you're saying, Chris, all this requires is putting a piece of code, two pieces of code, usually on every page of the website or everywhere the phone number's listed. That's all you have to do. Um, and then you're able to track those website phone calls. But I will say, Chris, it can get kind of messy because you have situations where uh, we have a mobile version of the website and instead of having a nice clean phone number there that people can just click on a call you have some stupid button that says call or something like that and sometimes that makes it hard to track it makes it hard to test and it's not it's not the perfect solution but it is as close to perfect as you can get because we're talking about phone numbers swapping themselves we're talking about free code from google we're talking about only when the click comes from google uh, Google ads and uh, it closes the loop. So it's definitely recommended, but I would say don't just slap this on there and think, oh, everything's fixed. Now I'm going to track every call. No, you still have to test. Things always seem to go wrong. I just got to be honest, Chris, things always seem to go wrong with that one. Like we add the code, it's working. And then like two months later, the client does something to their website and it stops working. So it's something you have to kind of monitor. Um, the way you would do that is just segment your conversion data by conversion action over a time period and see if your calls from website like start falling off. But it's definitely, definitely recommended. Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about that briefly. Num- this is number four, uh, conversion mobile call tracking in Google ads. Okay. So this is what Jason's talking about. If you don't have a phone number, you just have a call us now or, you know, connect instantly or some kind of little button call to action on a mobile device. This is very different. This is merely an action tracker. This is a on-click tracking code. It does not change your phone number. The phone number still comes to your normal phone number. The person calls your direct phone number. All that's happening is Google's noticing that, hey, somebody clicked this button. 
that tracks as a uh, conversion, and it goes back into AdWords. So this is possibly Whoa. one of the least ways to get involved with uh, call tracking without you know having call forwarding and still get all that call tracking data. Um, but there's no way for them to know if it was one second or three minutes in the phone call. So th- this is the same as clicks on a button, basically. Yes. Yeah, it's an on on event tracking method. Yeah. I'm disgusted. I'm I'm appalled and disgusted. This one makes me angry, Chris, because the thing I like about call, website call tracking is that calls from website, whether it's on mobile or desktop, is that you can see when the client missed the call. Right. You can see how long the call lasted. The problem with this clicks on a button one it's is just, you can't see when how many calls they missed. You can't see the average call length. You can't set up a conversion like only count it as a conversion if the call lasts five minutes. So better than nothing, you're right. Um, but um, I'm, I'm skeptical. It's definitely the worst uh, versatile of all of the methods that we talked about, but it is an option. It's one that I use the least. You know, it's something I, I don't often find clients that don't even show their phone number. They only show a button. I mean, that's kind of weird. It's kind of a weird way to do uh, your website design. So probably the least used. And then jumping straight into number five, the most used is third-party call tracking. Third-party call tracking is using another paid site that connects to Google Ads using the Google Ads API system. It's usually very easy to do. You log in from there and end and then log into your AdWords and connect the two. It's very easy. You control the forwarding number. You control what number what the number looks like. And all the statistics are, are managed directly in the third-party system. You can see tons of data. They have the person's name. They have all kinds of stuff, where they're located, if they're a first-time caller, uh, repeat caller, all kinds of stuff. And then all that... And record the call. Yeah, record the call. Good point. And there's all kinds of additional stuff. And then that information, the basic information of the fact that a phone call happened and it was a first time caller and it lasted over 60 seconds. That information is translated over to AdWords and then you get that conversion data. So uh, if you're interested in what third party systems to use, just go to paidsearchpodcast.com, look for our link there on resources and you'll see uh, a list of uh, ones that we've used in the past. I'm really not partial. They all pretty much do the same thing. Back Back in the day, there was like two options. Now there's a ton of options. The only thing I'm going to say, do, do not get one that does not connect natively to Google's API system. Don't get something where you have to like import it manually or do some stupid crap where you have to download a spreadsheet or something and then upload it. That's, that is Stone Age ridiculous stuff. Just make sure you can do it automatically because that's going to save you a ton of trouble. Wow. Yeah, Chris, strong, sounds strong like you've uh, been been instructed to do that in the past, but I, yeah, just to just to be uh, upfront with everybody, I'm partial to uh, CallRail. I think CallRail is great. I'm I'm kind of in the situation, Chris, where it's like CallRail is so big, CallRail is so great, CallRail they're so good in terms of like uptime and all that kind of stuff and they're so official and legit it's like i also like their dashboard it's very intuitive and gives you a ton of data but in a very clean intuitive way i'm kind of at the point where like why not use call rail so it's i'm trying to think of a i guess my my version of that would be apple i like apple products i love them uh i'm kind of at the point where it's like okay they're so great they're so easy they're so legitimate so big it's like why would i go shop around for another 
right. kind of yeah. computer, I love Apple. So why would I shop around for another call tracking? I have had nothing but uh, great success and uh, times with CallRail. So I recommend CallRail. And like you said, Chris, you basically go into the CallRail account. You you go into it. There's a little spot in the settings that says AdWords linking or something like that. And you link your CallRail account to your AdWords account. And then you can have a conversion called phone calls that shows up in AdWords when someone uh, gets a phone call in a CallRail. Another great thing about CallRail, Chris, in the dashboard, you can see the keyword that triggered the call. Um, another great thing about call rail, Chris is whispers. You can set up whispers. So the people answering the phone know this one came from Google ads, uh, for office moves. This one came from Google ads for residential moves or long distance. So you can get kind of prep the person in terms of what call they're going to expect. But yeah, the upside of third party recording, more options, more control, more data. The downside is it costs money. Um, and it's all, it's another setup that you're getting engaged in. So Chris, I think we did a pretty good job of laying out all the ways you can track calls, whether you want to mess with call conversion tracking at all, or you don't want to mess with it at all. If you don't, call only is a good place to start. Call extensions are a good place to start. Uh, But if you can mess with the conversion code, website call tracking, uh, third-party call tracking, there's really no excuse not to track calls. It, It makes AdWords managers better at their job. And uh, it makes your return on your ad spend better and gives you more data. So I, I think it's always recommended. And the options we laid out here today, just they show how many options you have and just how complete call tracking is in 2019 now. It, it's no longer a mystery. It's all out there for us and you can track anything you want. Yeah. Okay. Well, I uh, appreciate you guys listening, um, and I uh, hope that's helpful to you guys. Uh, like Jason said at the top of the show, always uh, excited to to mention our new Insider episodes. We're really putting some time and effort into these. If you guys want to check those out, it is paidsearchpodcast.com slash insider. If you want the inside track inside of selling Google ads kind of getting it right that's the that's the reason we called it insider right that's the idea so anyway that's uh that's it for me and i'm gonna be the one to finally say goodbye good night and that's how the cookie crumbles 